0: Mick, I'm nearly going to have to say congratulations. Is there cake tonight? I can actually see candles because this is a significant... <laughs> this is a significant age that the festival has come to.
1: Yeah, I still find it bewildering that we, we've been going ten years. Where, where did the time go? <laughs> you know, we, we started perhaps on a wing and a prayer ten years ago hoping that this, this would work and hoping that we get films and hoping that we get audiences... And the festival has sort of taken off. It's, it's grown and grown, despite COVID and lockdown and all of that. Yeah. But it has, it has grown. And the wonderful thing is, despite COVID, despite lockdown, filmmakers continue to produce interesting work, including Cork filmmakers.
0: Yeah, you're already answering questions I'm about to ask. But the growth of the festival as such, did BAFTA recognition have any kind of an input on that? Did it create... A worldwide interest in people wanting to submit material for Cork? Short answer absolutely and in spades.
1: We had entries from 96 countries, (laughs) the number of entries doubled. The fact that BAFTA recognition or BAFTA acknowledgement gives us a certain status. We're on the list. We're on the the international list now. When people look up Academy Award nominating festivals, BAFTA nominating festivals, we're on
0: that list. And it's, it's increased our reach hugely. But I'm sure that creates a certain logistical problem at this end now, because now, all right, the menu might be getting more interesting, but you've got, you've got more ingredients to sift through. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a time problem. It's yeah. a time problem. We love seeing all those films coming in, but it's the sifting through them. And certainly for the international shorts, we get thousands over 2,000, we have a panel of people looking at them, and that's necessary because they need to be assessed and sifted through and seen which ones suit our purpose, etc. But it's a great problem to have.
0: At what point during the year does it... Filter down or up or over to you and Una, who are the directors of the festival, the programme directors? Currently, our deadline is August the
1: 1st. Oh my God! And as you can imagine, <laughs> the three days before August the 1st, <laughs> you know, we're flooded, we're, we're swamped. Okay. But, but thankfully, we have a large preview team, film enthusiasts yeah. who we, we give certain tutorials and guidance to, and then they, they plow, plow through it. And it's all done online now. We use a platform called Film Freeway and it's very user friendly so people view the films on their computers, they write their notes, they give scores to the films it's very gratifying to see film from across the world and one of the things that's rewarding for me yeah. is you see the world through other people's eyes Absolutely. cultures that are far from us, you can see what their preoccupations are, or how they tell stories, or what stories they feel are important to tell. So I mean that's that's what a film festival is about. It's international and showing cinema from across
0: the world, not just from Hollywood. Well, I know they say travel widens the mind and all that kind of stuff. it's probably one of the most travelled people I've ever met and you haven't had to go far. So in in that regard, if anyone comes along to this year's festival, what's coming to Cork from all over the world? For instance, what countries, what cultures, what languages?
1: Well, it, it literally is from all over. Wow. And we have a international shorts competition. My colleague Unafili, who, who programmes those international shorts has a very popular programme every year called Best of World Shorts. So that's where you get the cream. My area of interest and some expertise, I'd like to think, is the Irish Shorts. We have, gosh, I've lost track now how many many programmes of Irish Shorts we have, but they cover documentary, animation, comedy, horror, drama, experimental film, films from Northern Ireland, and, it's important to say, Two programmes of shorts by Cork filmmakers, and those are the two programmes that are the most eagerly anticipated yes. every year because it's mums and dads and cousins and the cast and the crew, and they're all there to see the films they've worked on on the big screen, presented in the Gate Cinema, just like any Hollywood blockbuster is presented. Yes. So that's that's very very rewarding, and there's a wealth of talent out there
0: now. You were talking earlier on to one of my colleagues here from the newsroom to Zita and you were talking about a Cork long film that caught your ear.
1: Yeah, it's very gratifying for a festival devoted to independent cinema when you have films brought to your attention, independent films made by Cork filmmakers. And this year we have two very important ones. One is a documentary made by Frameworks called... Ordinary Women in Extraordinary Times concerns five Cork women mm. involved in the War of Independence. And these are relatively unknown stories that frameworks have brought to our, our attention. And it, it's fascinating. You know, we're aware of Terence McSweeney and mm. so forth. Mm. But they're... they're or okay, the were... Ordinary Women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing uh, extraordinary things. And the other one then, the, the feature film, is a world premiere of Stephen Brockhausen's Bound to Work. And that's a comedy. It's a very
0: amiable, gentle comedy, and comedies are very welcome. You know, we all we all need a laugh. I absolutely loved the description in the programme. It looked, it sounded to me, it was described as a, a shaggy dog story. Well. <laughs> but there's a picture of a cow. So how do you explain this?
1: Well, it's, it concerns three Yeah who are quite inept at their money-making schemes and get up to all sorts of nefarious plans to try and make the rent money. One one involves stealing a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to give too much away. Cow-napping. But let me me say that these lads are quite inept. (laughs) As you can imagine, it's quite funny because everything goes wrong for
0: them, but they're still very amiable chaps. You hope it works for them, and it doesn't. It was made as if it was a community effort. It was like it grew legs. The community got involved, people of Cork. Stephen was explaining to me that it was almost like a
1: COVID project. It was yeah. something to do, you know. That he reached out to his filmmaking friends and said, let's do something, and then it did grow legs. Mm. And, you know, he was looking for sets, he was looking for actors, and all of this all of this came into, into being... And um, so there's very, very much sort of a freewheeling aspect to the film, uh, which adds to the comedy, in, in my view, and adds to the attractiveness of the film. So I think people are going to have a, a good night on the
0: Thursday of the festival when this gets its world premiere. The festival itself is bookended, and you've made the point already, quite unusually by documentaries. Normally people would expect works of fiction, but there's a very good reason for choosing the opening and closing films as documentaries well these are, these
1: are films that, that in, in one sense fell into our laps because they're, they're later going to be released get commercial releases in cinema but what unites them is that they're both directed by female directors which I think is a very welcome development and they're both concerned significant Irish people. Vicky Phelan, yeah. the cancer campaigner, and that, that's a very important story and quite inspiring story yeah, yeah. of her struggle, a very successful struggle, not just on her own behalf, but on, on women's behalf. And the other is a portrait of journey Grieffa, yeah. yeah. who is well-known as a poet, and then great attention drawn to her for her debut novel called *Ghosts in the Throat, yeah, yeah. which was on many books of the year shortlist. And Durin, as you know, lived in Cork for many years, so Cork is depicted as a very attractive place in this film. So we're delighted to, to close the festival with that because we know Grieffa, we admire her, and... Cork is in the film, for the first 30 minutes, looks a most welcoming spot. To have two Irish films bookending the festival, both about Irish significant Irish women and both made by female
0: Irish directors. Now listen, we haven't even touched on the workshops, the awards, even the fact that the venue that we're in at the moment, the Roundy, has its own function in the festival as, I suppose a club in one way, but it's also it's the other venue insofar that it's not just happening in the gate. The round day for the week of the festival is the Black Knight Festival Centre.
1: We will have some screenings, we will have some workshops there, but also we have a very full music programme. What I'm particularly looking forward to is Bois Mart, the Cork band who gig very infrequently. I've seen them play twice, but that was years ago. So an opportunity to catch up with Bois is something that I personally am looking forward to. But it's also a place that we can direct guests to, filmmakers can hang out here, and it all adds to that rich mix of events that a festival should have
0: well unfortunately i 'm sorry to say that Indie Cork or something left to center has now taken center stage. My commiserations on that.. Okay. The festival is running from October the second to October the ninth Sunday to Sunday about
1: fifty fifty separate events on over those eight days, so it 's a packed festival. We carry on for another i think ten days online, so particularly short films and documentaries it gives It gives people another opportunity, perhaps people who haven 't the, the chance to get to Cork or people who are for one reason or other can 't attend the live screenings. The online platform is nowhere
0: here to stay I think well, speaking of attendance, people are already starting to come in the door and we 're going to get crowded out if we don 't stop right now i think you 've covered as many topics as you can there 's the features there 's the shorts there 's everything can be found in the indie Cork program, which is to, to be found everywhere all over the city from, or online.
1: From the Gate Cinema in particular but yeah. from, from all good coffee shops. All good coffee shops.
0: <laughs> Anybody who has an appreciation of film. Do you think Cork has grown as a film making community?
1: Oh absolutely. I mean it, one of the gratifying things about our Cork programme is that we're screening films by filmmakers we know because they've been at the festival with their films in previous years so there's a continuity of production these are not just once all filmmakers and now we have a number of companies based in Cork who produce films year on year and we have the great pleasure and
0: privilege to be able to screen them to Cork audiences Okay, looks like everybody's starting to grow up Meg, do me a favour Don't grow up. All right. (laughs) Keep it young. Ten years young. Well done. Thanks, Tyler. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.